Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Before I say one more word, I feel like we should have a bell ringing or something right here to alarm you, yes, alarm you, that as of today, you have two weeks left to get enrolled for our next class of Revelation Wellness Instructor Training. And not only that, our early bird pricing ends tomorrow, August 18th. Don't miss it. You save $200 off if you register in the next 24 hours. Swipe up on the show notes. Do what you need to do. I would even encourage you to pause this now. Listen, some of you, your heart is beating. It's skipping and you can you can hear the train choo-chooing and about to leave the station. We don't want you to miss. If you're supposed to be here, don't let fear kick you out. Don't let shame kick you out. Don't let anything kick you out. This is a history-making class. You can do this training completely online and at home, and we're going to give you the very best of what we got. God knew about this time on the earth, and I didn't see this coming, but I am watching this online training unfold with a team working crazy hard behind the scenes, and it's going to be so good. I think it's going to be a game changer in so many ways. So swipe up, make it happen, and don't delay. Okay, enjoy today's Revving the Word. Let us know how it speaks to you. Share. We love getting tagged and share in your Instagrams, your Facebooks. Man, it's such a great way to see that this is fitness coming alive for you. This is about so much more, right? Right. Thanks for hanging out, partnering with us. Donors, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Peace, guys. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. All right. I can just sneak this song in <laughs> right under the wire with summer 2020. Yeah. How's your summer been going? How we doing out there? I know it's a crazy time. Well, you're doing it right if you showed up today. Breathing. Maybe changing your your face. Fix your face. Something my friend Heather says. Fix your face. <laughs> yeah, so you can do that right now. And one of the best ways to do that is to take a deep breath. And then exhale, surrender. Keep doing that. Take some big breath. All right. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for our breath. We thank you for our muscles that are contracting and releasing and relaxing. Thank you that you are integrating us. You want wholeness and oneness for us more than we we know. But we're pressing into that today. So God, we welcome you to come here, meet us. Change us. Everyone, use your mouth. And if this is true for you, repeat it as you're moving. God, come. Have your way. Maybe open your palms. Right? God's language. God, come and have your way in this dwelling space. In Jesus' name, amen. 
All right, today I'm gonna, <laughs> oh, this is something that's on my mind and it's, you know what, something I'm becoming aware of when I read the Gospels or when I read the Bible, I want to know what, what was on the person's mind that was writing or communicating to us. What were they conscious of? Because consciousness is everything. Whatever you are aware of, you are creating around you. You manifest that. Jesus talks about manifesting him. Make him seen. So whatever is on our mind, that's what we will do and who we will become. That's why you know what I get to do with you here is help you keep your gospel goggles on even though it feels difficult, strenuous, tense, maybe not the most comfortable thing to do, but you can manifest the goodness of God even though it feels hard. That you're conscious that there is a higher, truer, greater way. His name is Jesus. And you met him. And if you haven't met him, may I introduce you to him today? He's amazing. He died on the cross for our sins so that we could be reconciled to him. There's no other world religion that has a Jesus. They have a lot of good prophets and teachers, but Jesus, you've got to make up your mind about Jesus. And let's all do that again. Let's all renew our vows today. Make up your mind about Jesus. Is he Lord or was he a liar? Was he a lunatic? Because he truly walked the earth. He is recorded in history, just like Gandhi or Martin Luther King. Jesus, in the world tries to dumb it down, cover it up. But remember him. Who is he? The one who says, for God so loved the world that he gave me, he sent me to offer myself as payment for the world's sins, not to condemn the world. <laughs> yeah, but to give them hope, new life to reconcile them, bring them home as the created children of God. You're loved. So today, I want to press into how easily we can be deceived. So I'm going to, for the next few weeks, I'm going to sprinkle in the book of Galatians. You guys, we're going to do a sweaty Bible study. What do you say? Can we do that? Right now on a scale of 1 to 10, I want you to be about a 6, a go to a 7. Feels good though. At a 7, you can smile. 1 is laying in bed, eyes open. 10, full out, all out effort for 15, 20 seconds. It's all you could do. We might have a couple moments of those today. But right now, Stirring up your faith, your hope, and your love. So in the book of Galatians, 
Paul is writing to the church in Galatia and actually churches, a group of churches in the Roman province of Galatia. Roman, they used to, they're in the Roman Empire. Ooh, one of the most brutal, controlling, <laughs> brutal, powerful empires ever. Well, this little church, these groups of churches are hearing the gospel. Things are happening. <laughs> Change is happening. People are being saved. They received the gospel of grace through faith. Pretty much soon after Paul left and arrived home, he hears that the church, churches in Galatia, they're being rocked by a group of false teachers. And they accuse Paul of not being an apostle. And they also are turning people to his gospel of works. <laughs> yeah. Give me a little more effort, a little more effort. Maybe move up towards an eight. Yeah, smile, so good. Good, pull back a little bit, come back to a seven. All right. So basically, <laughs> they're creating a new gospel. And it wasn't the one that Paul spoke about that saved them. That felt like refreshment to their weary souls. Come on, these are people very familiar with the works. This empire was built on works. The Roman Empire. And if you didn't abide, you paid. So it's easy to see how they were being deceived, right? It's that you can take the Israelites out of bondage, out of Egypt, but it takes a while to take the bondage out of the Israelites, God's people. All right, let's just read. When I read, think in pictures. Put yourself in the story. Get in it. Come on. This, these words are for you. Accelerate. Eight. This letter is from Paul, an apostle. I was not appointed by any group of people or any human authority, but by Jesus Christ himself and by God the Father, who raised Jesus from the dead. Come back to a seven. All the brothers and sisters here join me in sending this letter to the churches of Galatia. Mm -hmm. Verse 3. May God, 8, go. May God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Jesus gave his life for our sins, just as God our Father planned in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. Pull back, seven. All glory to God forever and ever. See, now Paul's establishing this is the gospel. 
Jesus gave his life for our sins. A gift of grace. Go to an eight. Come on. How about this? Some of you, eight and a half, nine. Not very long. It's not going to last long. Come on. Go. Pull back. Seven. Verse six. I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from God, who called you to himself through the loving mercy of Christ. You are following a different way that pretends to be the good news. But it's not the good news at all. You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. Remember, this is what's on his mind. Listen, what is Paul's concern? That the ones he loved are being deceived. A church building on works and not grace through faith. Being deliberately fooled, twisted. Anyone feeling that right now? There's a lot of tickling of the ears going on. And I want you to remember, we are prone to eat from the knowledge of good and evil. We want to know. What does knowledge give us? Control. We feel more in control if we know. <laughs> and grace <laughs> if you get some knowledge that's grace and if you get no knowledge and but all you have is faith that's grace these people are wandering into things ideas that are building up they're based on fear anything you build on fear and this is where it's tricky because we can all say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. But only you can check in with you. So I have a question. What gospel are you building your life on? Is it one of faith as you're saved by grace? Or is it one of works? Is it one that requires you to have knowledge and understanding? Or is it one that says, hey, I don't, I'm not gonna be stupid. But I'm not going to build my life on knowledge, control. Okay, you're welcome.
for some of you. <laughs> Come on, it's a fun, uplifting song. Be a seven right now. Verse eight. Let God's curse fall on anyone, including us, or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you. I say again what we have said before. If anyone preaches any other good news than the one you welcome, let that person be accursed. Go to a nine. Come on. Recover or come back to a seven active recovery. Wow, Paul is not messing around. These are stern words. If anyone preaches any other good news than the one you welcomed, let that person be cursed. Remember I asked you what gospel are you building your life on? Accelerate. Nine. It is not comfortable. Move over an eight to a nine. You're wondering, Elisa, for how long? 20 seconds. Go. Seven. <laughs> Listen, this class today is packed on the front side with these intervals on the back side, we'll cruise. Everyone, come on, shake off the dust. Nine, go, push, up. and give what you got whatever you got 30 seconds more are you smiling because if you're not you are taking this way too seriously this is a tool for your joy because it's God's joy that is our strength recover awesome now listen the gospel that you first heard I'm telling you this as a believer in Christ a follower a believer since the age of 13 a follower 29, 20 years ago. For 20 years I've been following Christ. And I've seen more and more odd gospel come into the church. It's odd. Some things I'm like, that just, that sounds like new teaching. 
right? But listen, I would only know that because I've learned for myself. I don't just get my teaching through other people. Let this be the first warning. I am so glad you're here. I am so glad that you attend a church service on Sunday. I'm glad you have a pastor. All of that, yes. But this was always relational. God was always calling you to himself so he could be with you, walk with you, grow you up, that you would break up with your attachments to people or even knowledge. Remember, knowledge helps us to feel safe and the acceptance of people help us to feel safe. There is no other safety to be found than in the high tower and the stronghold of your God. That's it. You guys, this is why we create new ideas of the gospel to meet our pain and discomfort. That's what we do. We press into a gospel of trying to pin God down to make sense of him, we leave no room for mystery or the tension of saying, everyone do this. Put your hands in the air as if to say, I don't know. Do you see that? That's a posture of worship. I don't know. I just know the one. I don't know why these corrupt things are occurring. But I know God. I don't know why the economy and my job have been lost. But I know God. I don't know. And if we can start dealing with that tension, the discomfort, we can start truly growing. So what gospel are you building your life on? I have two questions for you. It'll help you to know if you're building on a gospel of works, your own knowledge, or what I call spiritual alchemy. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. You're a mixologist. You take a little bit of this gospel, a little bit of Buddha, a little bit of every little thing that feels like that makes sense of God to me. And you haven't devoted more time in his word than you have in the world. Which, by the way, none of us will ever do that in our lifetime. We are more in the world than we are in the Word. We're outnumbered in time. Because you got to live life. But if the Word is stoked up in you, change. So what gospel are you building your life on? Two questions. One, first one, how tired are you? Two, do you have joy? Steady seven, when I say go, maybe some of you just need to start walking because you're tired. Notice it, be kind to yourself, be compassionate. Don't bully yourself.
some of you need to kick off the dust. You need to break the mold. So you choose. Some of you are gonna pull back and rest. Some of you are gonna push ahead. Returning to the gospel that you first welcomed. Go. Yeah. What gospel are you building on? How tired are you? Jesus says to take his yoke upon us. If you're tired and weary, come to him. But take his yoke. For his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Yeah. His gospel is easy. The yoke is easy. The wind blows. The tide rolls. The presence of Christ breaks a heavy yoke. You were never meant for that. You were never meant to carry this. You were never meant to know this much. Because when we sinned, and when we ate at the tree of knowledge of good and evil, our eyes were open. And we're seeing way too much. We're overwhelmed. It's too much. So we reach for the remote control. Remote. Away from God. Control. Let me change this station. Let me change the voice of God to meet my pain. That is not the gospel we first welcomed. Everyone, settle in. You choose. At this point, if you want any intervals, they're gonna come on your own, like prompting. The Spirit's gonna prompt you. The music will pull you, whatever it is. It's actually, I prefer to teach that way, but I also know there's some people here, you need the prod, the welcome. All right, so let's, let's immunize ourselves from any gospel of deception from the de being deceived ourselves into schemes of the enemy right verse 9 Paul says I say again what we have said before listen to me if anyone preaches any other good news than the one you welcomed let that person be cursed the good news that you welcomed. We must remember the state we were in when we first welcomed Christ. Never forget it. <laughs> That's your testimony. Yeah, it's what drew you to Him. 
Now he's not gonna leave you there. He is gonna change things. Remember the state you were in when you first welcomed Christ. I'm gonna go quiet and I want you to remember that. Go back in your time capsule. It's written in his book. What was your state of being when you first welcomed Christ? Holy Spirit, remind us, teach us, show us who we once were. I, Elisa Keaton, was so sad, so lonely, abandoned, frustrated, and afraid. Ever trying, always falling short. I was mad. I was hurt. Anyone else? <laughs> Blaming everyone. It was never mine. You guys, I love this. Write this down. Responsibility. <laughs> when we take responsibility for our life, for how we've shown up in a world pre-Christ, when we take responsibility, we show that we are able to have a new response. That we are response-able. Not radioactive, but response-able. <laughs> and when we pick that up, we pick up on that, we receive this gospel of invitation come as you are but don't plan on staying that way come on so true so true Remember the state you were in when you first welcomed Christ. That desperate, innocent, I don't know, hands up in worship, I don't know. But I hear you calling me, God. Your voice is lovely. Your words are pulling on me. This hope, this living hope, I'm drawn to it, God. And then you put your faith in this Christ who says, take my yoke upon you. Do not worry about what you will eat or drink or wear. Forgive and you will be forgiven. I desire mercy over justice. 
faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these, that if you believe in him, out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. And that river, it will wash away sad, lonely, mad, bad, scared, frustrated, afraid, ever trying, always falling short, no more. If anyone preaches any other good news than the one you welcomed, let that person be cursed. He's a holy God, and His holiness is what makes you whole. Nothing else. No other form of spiritual alchemy will make you whole. So here's the deal. The gospel we first heard, you received it like a child. You received it like a child. And then all of a sudden, through our dense, our callousness of heart, why? Because we have experienced much pain. You've spent more time in the world than in his word. And he knows this. This is why he's so kind. His grace <laughs> never leaves us. That he's perfecting us. So if you have been tempted to be a spiritual alchemist, a mixologist, a little bit of this gospel, a little bit of that person's gospel, yes, I like that because that one seems really nice. Oh, that one, yep, that one doesn't require me to stand for truth. Oh, that one... Oh, that one means that we've progressed. We have a problem. It's called chronological snobbery. Something C.S. Lewis called chronological snobbery. That we think that growth only means going forward and not backwards. That only forward. Here's the deal. Yes, you guys, we grow up in Christ. Yes, chronologically grow, mature. But our roots and our foundation of a gospel saved by grace through faith, filled with truth. You don't punt on any of it, which means there will be times you stand alone. You stand kindly, but you will stand alone. The word kindness comes from the word kin, family. Family of God is kind, because that's their kinship. <laughs> Jesus doesn't say, follow me, you'll always have friends. Follow me, you'll always be understood. Follow me, you'll never be rejected. Follow me, you won't suffer. It's the exact opposite. 
So don't be a chronological snob. Remember the gospel as you first welcomed Christ. And when it was in that desperate place, and I don't know about you, but I do for me, I just knew, I just need Christ. I don't need the money. I don't need my husband to choose me. I don't need my friends. Come on. It's this beautiful stripping away of everything. It's raw, it's real, it's exposing, and it's refreshing. It's healing. Yes, grow up in Christ. But here's the thing, here's the thing, guys. Remember, because this church of Galatia thinks they're growing up when they're actually being fooled by a twisting of the truth because they're still working out Egypt. They're still working out bondage. Bound to happen. There's no straight line into heaven. It's a little bumpy, wavy, curly. And those curls, those waves off the path, they create tension to pull you back and strengthen you. So too mature. What does it mean? Oh gosh, you guys, you ready? Too mature. How does my Philippians 3.10, Paul says, I want to know Christ. Right? I want to grow up in Him. I want to know Him like I know my own body. Like I stare at my cellulite and know where it's at and how to make it pop. I want to know Christ like that. I want to know He's as near as this roll on my belly. I want to know Christ. Paul says, and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to get ready. Everyone, big boy pants, big girl pants. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death. So that one way or another, one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. <laughs> I don't. I look at this. I don't see any friends around Paul. Hmm. He doesn't say, "I want to know Christ and be in a family of perfect believers." I want. I don't want. I want to know Christ, and I want to know that I've got safety in my bank account. I want to know Christ, and no, Paul says, "I want to know Christ and experience." The mighty power that raised him from the dead. Sharing in his death. So that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. You guys, here's your takeaway. I want you to write it down. Tweet it. Instagram it. Whatever it. Make it yours. Remember, a spiritual alchemist, somebody that mixes a little this, a little that, creates their own concoction. We are prone to be spiritual alchemists because we don't know what to do with any pain. 
we don't know what to do with anything bitter. So we retreat into old habits, creating a concoction, a cocktail to numb our pain and satisfy our cravings. These people in Galatia, they had some places in them, some holes in their soul. So they started filling it with laws of work because it's what they've known under Roman Empire. They know work. They know how to earn it. And listen, today's society, we are free to worship. And so we're prone into these two hits. One of religion. One that wants to figure God out and put him into rules in a box. We want a formula. Or, what I think we're more prone to now because we are free to worship in these times. Galatians, we're not free to worship, but we are. And in our freedom to worship here in America, we are rebelling, putting all kinds of things together to create a gospel that fits our pain that fits our discomfort because the truth is we can have all the freedom all the money everything that this blessing of a world has provided us here still be unsatisfied it's what brought us to christ so when christ is our life we have a new way of life verse 11 through 12 and galatians says Dear brothers and sisters, I want you to understand that the gospel message I preach is not based on mere human reasoning. I received my message from no human source, and no one taught me. Instead, I received it by direct revelation from Jesus Christ. Revelation wellness. Guys. I have great teachers around me. I do try to surround myself with people who are pointing me in the right direction. But people are not my God. And their gospel, their gospel doesn't save me. It's the gospel that is revealed to me through my own taking up a knife and a fork and eating the word. We must learn to use our own fork and knife. Otherwise, we will eat cheap food passed through someone else's window. Drive-bys. Paul had learned to eat from himself. Eat for yourself. Know Christ for yourself. Let everything else fade away. Let everything else. I know it's Jesus even says that you have to be able to willing to turn against your own mother and father and husband and children, which I'm a woman who stands before you who had to do that. I had to lose everything. But the revelation of Christ was worth it. And now, all I am is I take dictation. I listen to what he's saying and I write it down. I listen to what he's saying and then I represent it in the most graceful and truthful way I can. Because Jesus came filled with grace and truth and may that be found in me and may it be found in you. Thank you, God, for this movement today. 
Thank you that you're immunizing us from wandering away and becoming our own mixologist of the gospel that slowly poisons us, slowly tires us, and rids us of joy. Restore to us the joy of our salvation today. A steadfast and willing spirit in us, a noble spirit placed inside of us, God. Thank you. Thank you that we are in your good grace right now. May we stay there. Bring change to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, you guys. So good. It's a good message. I think note-taking is necessary. This message, man, we're going to stay in the book of Galatians for a while because remembering this was a church that was being deceived by all kinds of false teachings, tickling of ears. And we're in a time like that right now. And I don't know if it'll ever, if it's going to get quiet, if anything, quite loud. So be well, be whole, be in your skin, get the revelation of Christ. And don't forget, Platoon 25, it's enrolling, and I want you, I, I need you. Christ doesn't need you, he wants you, I need you. <laughs> I'm going to get on my knees like Paul and say, listen, if you've learned anything, anything from me, put it into practice, make my joy complete, come learn how to put it into practice, go out into the world and make your own joy complete and introduce someone else to this love of God, heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love you guys. We'll see you soon. Peace. Oh,